God created you with a purpose, and that purpose is for paradise. Welcome back to the Purpose for Paradise podcast. This is episode 7. You know Jesus as the Lamb of God, but do you know him as the Lion of Judah? All right, let's get right into it. Christ kind of revealed to me this three-part journey of the soul, of the ascent of the soul. So we start here, the good Catholic. There are many, quote, good Catholics. The markings of a good Catholic include Mass on Sunday, praying the rosary, going to Eucharistic adoration, regular confession, and added devotion like the First Friday or First Saturday devotion. This is a good Catholic in so-called good standing, doing what you ought to do. The spirituality here largely consists of how not to sin and how to overcome yourself and combat sin. So it's litanies of humility to combat pride, prayers to be more charitable, how to combat lust, so on and so forth. So a lot of time in this state is spent trying to combat sin, which is necessary because we have to toil against our flesh and we have to toil and win against the flesh and sin. And so if you're a quote in this state, this good Catholic state, you're doing as you ought to be, you know, you're praying your rosary, you're going to mass every Sunday, reading scripture, doing some devotions, working on bettering yourself, trying to combat sin, trying to become virtuous and holy. The question eventually will arise, who am I when sin doesn't exist? So now it's time to think about who you were originally created to be when sin wasn't even in the picture and head towards transformation. A lot of people tend to stay at this good Catholic level and are not allowing themselves to be transformed, or even worse, are a lukewarm Catholic and not even in the quote, good Catholic level. It's not enough to just not sin. Christ is calling us to perfection and transformation, as he states in Matthew chapter 5, verse 48, Be you therefore perfect, as also your heavenly Father is perfect. So Christ resurrected from the dead. He conquered sin. So the good Catholic level is the foundation of the faith. You're doing as you ought to be. You're combating sin. You've been baptized. You've received your sacraments, the Holy Eucharist. You've received confirmation. Christ resurrected from the dead. He conquered sin. He then went on to be transformed. The transfiguration on Mount Tabor, he was transfigured before them. His face shone like the sun and his clothes became white as light. And the father said, this is my beloved son with whom I am well pleased. Then Christ went on to be ascended into heaven. So here we have the model for the spiritual life. And this is kind of what Jesus has been showing to me. So resurrection, we are baptized to wash away original sin. We thus combat sin through good devotion and confession. This is, quote, the good Catholic state, dwelling in the fruit of the resurrection. Then comes transformation, being transformed, dwelling in the light of the resurrection, and having the Father be pleased with you. Then comes the ascension, dwelling in the eternity of the resurrection, perpetual spiritual ascension into heaven and union with God, the ascended state of the human person to divinity due to union with God. So this is kind of the model that Christ has shown me. Resurrection, transformation, and ascended. Christ resurrected from the dead. He put an end to sin and death. He was transfigured on Mount Tabor. That's the transformation. And then he ascended into heaven. So the spiritual life is resurrection, transformation, and ascension. So we know Jesus as the meek Lamb of God, all good Catholics. We know Jesus as the Lamb of God. He came into the world as a defenseless newborn baby, meek, humble, and was defenseless and was put to death for our sake. We know Jesus as the Lamb of God. But do we know him as the Lion of Judah? He came into the world as the Lamb of God, but he is returning to the world 
as the Lion of Judah, the fierce and passionate king and bridegroom looking to collect his bride, which is the church. So you need to know Christ as who he is coming back as. And I believe there is a gigantic lack of people knowing Christ as the Lion of Judah. Christ is coming back to collect a spotless bride. The key word here is spotless. And since people are not allowing themselves to be transformed, saying at this good Catholic level, which is the foundation for the spiritual life, but we aren't called to stay at a level of just not sinning. We're called to be transformed, hence become spotless. And so people, because they're not doing that, are largely unfamiliar with who is the coming king, and they don't know Jesus as the Lion of Judah and as the bridegroom. These two titles of Christ are at large more unfamiliar. People know him as the Lamb of God, as the Good Shepherd, but it's time to know him as the fierce Lion of Judah. St. Augustine said in regard to Jesus, he endured death as a lamb, he devoured it as a lion. So now let me talk about how this ties into womanhood. Femininity flourishes once it taps fully into its divine element. Divine femininity is what unlocks the full potential of a woman because a woman was created to be divine and bring divinity to earth. So in the garden, Eve and all of creation was originally in harmony with God. Eve was living in this divine feminine state. The fall happened, sin entered into the world, and Eve lost harmony with the way she was created to live in this divine feminine state. So because sin and death entered into the world, the original harmony of the way God created things to be was disrupted. So, for God so loved the world, he sent his only son to redeem and restore it. Jesus Christ is the bridge between fallen life and restored life. Christ came to heal, redeem, and restore the world. The washing away of original sin via baptism is available, and the healing and restoration that Christ offers is available. So remember the model for the spiritual life that I talked about. Resurrection, transformation, and ascension. The gift of living in the divine will is now available. I want you to research... Quote, Living in the Divine Will by Louisa Picaretta. That's P-I-C-C-A-R-R-E-T-A. So what is this? This is a revelation about living the way God originally intended for all of creation to live. This is the original divine femininity that Eve possessed in the Garden of Eden. And this gift is now available to all. Fallen femininity is out. Divine femininity is in. This is the answer to the Our Father prayer. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. God's will is not for women to continue operating out of fallen femininity, but to operate in divine femininity. So flourishing femininity looks like being in tune with the natural harmony and rhythm built into you by God. Divine femininity flows freely and is magnetic. The feminine being of divine beauty, sexuality, softness, passion, nurturing, life-giving, sweetness, it's either going to flow in two directions. For example, the fallen feminine exudes her attractiveness in a fallen sense. That's the sins of the flesh, lust, immodesty, promiscuity. The divine feminine exudes her attractiveness in a divine sense. That's beauty, passion, she's magnetic, she's radiant, elegant. So it's time for Catholic women to understand their divine femininity. Not sinning, but remaining in a state less than divine feminine fire is not going to cut it anymore. We were originally created to have flowers spring forth at our feet, bathe in waterfalls, and be able to command the sun. The modern woman is so out of touch with the way she was actually created to be. It's time for women to tap into being the crown of creation. Many women don't allow their divine femininity to come forth because they focus all their energy on not sinning instead of letting their feminine energy flow in the right way in a divine sense. If your feminine energy is directed properly and towards God, sin naturally decreases because you're operating in accordance with the light. But in this way, you are allowing your femininity to flourish while thus not sinning. So yes, Jesus is the meek lamb of God. 
but he's also the fierce lion of Judah who has a blazing sacred heart burning with passionate love. This is the same for women. We have one side that's meek and docile, sweet, sensitive, but there's also another side that's wildly passionate. There's heavy emphasis on meekness and modesty, rightly so, but seldom emphasis on the passionate woman within. This is why many women today fall into sins of the flesh, immodesty, promiscuity, lust, premarital sex, etc. I'm editing the podcast right now and I just want to interject quickly because this thought came to me as I'm listening to it back that this goes back to my first episode how the desires of the feminine heart lead directly to the Lord. Those desires that we have in our heart for romance, for love, we're attracted to watching romance movies and we want our very own Prince Charming to come and rescue us. This is all put in our heart by God for a reason. So this side of us, we really need to tap into this side of our femininity that craves love, craves beauty, craves romance, and that is highly passionate. So I was in prayer and Jesus said to me, show me who you are when you let your hair down. And so it was very clear this is Jesus, the Lion of Judah, speaking to me. What does this mean? What does he mean when he says that Jesus often, he speaks in parables. He speaks in parables. He gives analogies and metaphors. So what he means is, let the lioness within you shine forth. This notion of let your hair down, right? It's like, let it flow. Flow with your energy. Flow with feminine energy. I'm interjecting again. So what does Jesus mean when he's saying, show me who you are when you let your hair down? When your hair is pinned up, right? What is it? It's uptight. Your hair is pinned uptight. When you let it down, it's flowing freely. This is what Jesus is asking us to do with our femininity. Let it flow freely. Letting the lioness within us shine forth. The woman who has allowed her being to be devoured by God and is set on fire and filled with passionate zeal, she's transformed. She's renewed. She flows with the spirit. And she's ready for the spiritual ascent higher and higher. She's unlocking divine mysteries. She's in tune. She's connected. She's dwelling in harmony. See, this is largely missing when you simply stay at the baseline. A lot of the energy and the spiritualities focus so much on not sinning. And that's important because like I said, we have to toil against our flesh. We have to overcome sin. But we have to think about who we were created to be when sin wasn't in the picture. It's not enough to just not sin, but it's about becoming who you were created to be before sin entered the world, which is a woman bathed in divinity who oozes the electric radiance of eternity. What the devil likes to do is take the truth, twist it, and confuse people searching for the truth. A large part of divine femininity has gone to the New Age movement, the false New Age movement, and so people aren't finding the truth about this. So I want you to observe that which the culture loves to consume. Entertainment today is largely comprised of sins of the flesh. Sex appeal is what sells in the mainstream, but this is fallen femininity going in the wrong direction. Instead of a woman's natural sex appeal flowing in the right direction, which isn't just physical, but it's mind, body, and soul attractiveness. It's Eve in the Garden of Eden before the fall, a woman in essence, right? It's the beauty of the feminine state as she was created to be. She oozes femininity, she's radiant, she's beautiful, she's magnetic. And women are not being taught how to channel their natural passion and this side of them to flow into divinity, so they're largely operating out of fallen femininity. A great example of this is Mary Magdalene. She was once operating out of fallen femininity, which led her into sin. Once she denounced sin, she began unlocking her divine femininity and directed her passion towards Christ. And thus she went from having seven demons cast out of her to becoming the woman who was given the task of announcing the resurrection. So this meek, docile, sensitive part of our womanhood is the lamb within us. The passionate, wild, alluring part of our womanhood is the lioness within us. Jesus is the lamb of God, but he is also the lion of Judah. Divine femininity is a woman in tune and in harmony with both sides of her. Women are not as familiar with Jesus as the Lion of Judah. Therefore, they are unsure of what to do with the lioness within them because they have not been instructed on this and nobody is speaking about this. 
Hence, a majority of women today are struggling with sins of the flesh. Just take a look at our culture. A modesty is the norm. Women have no clue what to do with the wild woman inside of them. You don't learn this in Sunday school. Sunday school is for you to understand the dogmas, truths of the faith, how to become a good Catholic. You need grace and formation to ascend, to not be a lukewarm Catholic, but to be a good Catholic. So good Catholic is your foundation for the spiritual life. I've got a third interjection for you. This is why it's so important to allow yourself to become transformed. Because as you become transformed, as you're spiritually advancing and ascending the levels of prayer and spiritually ascending, you begin unlocking divine information and divine revelation. We never come to an end of the mysteries of our faith because God is an eternal mind with endless mysteries. So as you continue ascending, and as you continue growing, you begin unlocking divine truths and you begin to unlock who you actually were created to be. I know now things that I never knew before, things that have been solely taught from God because as I'm allowing myself to become transformed and as I said, yes, Lord, you may use me and you may teach me what you would like others to know. And I've opened myself up to becoming a vessel for the Lord. The Lord instills in me this wisdom to share with others, wisdom that he would like people to know. So it's really important for you to allow yourself to become transformed because there are certain things that you may then know that can help other people. So it's like a domino chain effect. As you become transformed, then you help someone else become transformed and it goes on so on and so forth until at whole the entire church is transformed and in essence that's the triumph of the Immaculate Heart of Mary and that's the spotless bride that Christ is coming to collect. Remember what I said, resurrection, transformation, ascension. Once you resurrect from your fallen life, right, you're shedding sin, you've been baptized, you're receiving your sacraments, you got the foundation, you're trying to better yourself, you've allowed Christ's resurrection to change your life for the better. Now it's time for you to be transformed into who God created you to be without sin in the picture. So once you are a good Catholic, you have to go even further to being a transformed Catholic. It's time for you to become transformed. It's about becoming the version of yourself that God dreams of. God has endowed you with special gifts. It's time to ask him, what gifts have you given me, God? Allow him to cultivate these in you and allow yourself to be transformed. Your transformation is needed to thus help others transform. It's necessary for you to become transformed so you can help the rest of the body of Christ become transformed. And one by one, as we become transformed, we help others to become transformed and thus we help the church become transformed. Heaven is for the woman who becomes divine. And going back to what Jesus says, because you are neither hot nor cold, I'm going to spit you out of my mouth. What does that mean? That means you need to be hot, literally. It's time to know Christ, how he's coming, the fierce lion of Judah. It's time to understand the lioness within you. This is fire, this is passion, this is zeal. Christ is coming back blazing. There's two fires. There's the everlasting fires of hell or the blazing fires of the sacred heart of Jesus, the fire of the Holy Spirit and zeal. This is heat, this is passion. This is the side of you that compels you to go the extra mile. It's what Jesus said about Mary Magdalene. Because she has loved much, many of her sins are forgiven. Intense love and devotion cancels out sin naturally. And for men, I think the lack of discussion and acknowledgement as Jesus as the Lion of Judah that we tend to see, it's a part of the demasculinization of men. And I think men need to hear the fierceness of the Lord. And this is what compels the awe, the wonder, the adventure. Men are called to be reflections of Christ. So if men are familiar with Christ as the fierce lion of Judah, this naturally appeals to their masculinity. You know, it's as if the devil, he wants to overly feminize Jesus and totally skip over this side of him. And that harms everybody, both men and women. Just like how the feminization of men harms both men and women and the masculinization of women harms both men and women. Reversal of roles is an attack on the very union that brings forth life. You know, just read Revelation chapter 19 verse 12 through 6. 
His eyes were like a flame of fire, and on his head were many crowns. He had a name written on it that no one knew except himself. He was clothed in a robe dipped in blood, and his name is called the Word of God. And the armies in heaven, clothed in fine linen, white and clean, followed him on white horses. Now out of his mouth goes a sharp sword, that with it he should strike the nations. And he himself will rule them with a rod of iron. He himself treads the winepress of fierceness and the wrath of Almighty God. And he has on his robe and on his thigh a name written, King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Jesus here is coming in blazing with his name written on his thigh. Like, do we know this side of the Lord? right? Do we know this side of the Lord? Largely what we hear is the meek lamb of God, which is beautiful. That's one side of the Lord and that's one side of women. But there's also another side. There's this fiercely passionate, protective, magnetic side of God and side of women. And as you get to know Jesus as the Lion of Judah, you will get to better understand this lioness within you and better understand how to make that side of your femininity flow. So a woman in tune with her femininity is in tune with both sides of her. She's not just in tune with one side. And I think it's so difficult for women because nobody is talking about this. We hear about modesty and meekness, rightly so. It's important. I speak about modesty. This is important. So I think it's important to remember there's two kind of sides of a woman as there are two sides to the Lord, right? There's the meek lamb and then there's the passionate lion. So to sum things up, I'll say it again, transformation is about becoming who you were created to be before sin entered the world, which is a woman bathed in divinity who oozes the electric radiance of eternity, right? God says, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. God knew who he created us to be before sin was even a thing. And that's such a profound and magnificent thought that God is all-knowing. He transcends time and he knows everything and he knows who he originally created us to be and he knows his dream of us do you know that that god has a dream for who he wants you to be and so i want to encourage you to become who god dreams of who does god dream of you to be who is the ideal perfect version of you and so work on trying to become transformed and allowing the lord to transform you And I encourage you to strike up devotion to Jesus under the title of the Lion of Judah because you need to know Christ as he's coming back. You know Christ as a baby. You know him as the meek lamb of God. That's how he came into the world. But now it's time to know him as he's coming back. You want to be familiar with who's coming back, right? Christ is coming back as a judge. He's coming back as the bridegroom, coming back to collect his bride, which is the church. He's coming back as the Lion of Judah. This is fierceness. This is getting things done. This is passion. He's coming back to collect. So you need to know Christ as he is coming back. So I encourage you to pray to Jesus under the title of the Lion of Judah and familiarize yourself with the Lord as how he is coming back and allow him to come into your heart, to transform your heart so you can help him transform others, which will thus help transform the church and make the church ready to be the spotless bride, ready to be collected by Christ the bridegroom. If you've been blessed by this week's episode of Purpose for Paradise, I kindly ask if you would consider donating to support me. Go to www.buymeacoffee.com slash Elena Sapphire, where you can leave a one-time donation, kind of like a tip jar, or you can become a member to unlock exclusive content. Thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode of Purpose for Paradise. I'm your host, Elena Sapphire. May God bless you, and may the Mother of God be with you always. Thank you.